0: Back to carry the G and MKE. I'm Aaron Nagler and joined as always by Camille Davis out there in Milwaukee. I'm coming to you from New York City and we're both coming to you after a Packers victory. Camille, what what is this feeling I'm feeling? I don't understand. I have forgotten.
1: I had almost forgotten myself. <laughs> first win in like forty-two days or something Holy like that. Holy Toledo! Man, there's so many. There's so many firsts or things that haven't happened in a while that we can talk about. It is such a different uh, difference in this week than it was last week. Where I was like, I don't know how many ways we can keep saying the same <laughs> thing, but they right. gave us some new things to react to. Positive. They, they did. I
0: mean, imagine that. The funny thing is, is there's still plenty to look at and go, Absolutely. "Okay, that's still a problem," but there was certainly. I, I'm not going to say, like, solved anything, but there started to see some solutions and or at least development. I thought there were a ton of young players, specifically rookies, who stepped to the fore. I mean, you don't have to look much further than on the defensive side of the ball, but I think on both sides, some of the receivers really came to play. The drops certainly weren't the issue they were the week prior. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm never going to apologize for a win. You know, I've seen in certain sections of the old Packers Twitterverse, it's like, you know, people are upset about the loss of possible draft stock and things like that. Man, I, I'm just – I I root for the Packers. I want them to win every game they play. That is just Same. how I'm built. Uh, Same. So and, I never apologize for it.
1: I mean, and with that too, like, the draft is going to take care of itself. Like, the thing – this Correct. isn't the NBA draft where it's only two rounds and right. the likelihood mm. of finding an impact player further along down the draft is lessened. like, of course, we know at the top of the draft there are going to be – prospects who project to play very well but the NFL draft is littered with guys who can make an impact from around 1 through 7.
0: Absolutely. Um and it's it, of course so much is driven the narrative the discussion around Jordan Love, the quarterback position in general, but Love specifically and I thought he had a really nice day yesterday. Um obviously there's the deep shot to Watson up the left sideline. Yeah. You'd like to see a better ball, but outside of that play, I think for the most part he played really well and Solid football in the sense of being able to be efficient, right? Dri- drive the length of the field, put up points, something we've seen scant evidence of here the last month or so. It is funny to me how, I don't want to say normalized, but how expected that is in Green Bay. Like, it's not a huge, huge numbers day by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a very solid performance, very efficient. I mean, the the man just did what the job requires they scored points and they won the football game it's so much better than the performances we've seen over the course of this losing streak these last four games I, I'm not saying he's arrived or anything like that but it's a nice positive step forward hopefully something he can build on
1: absolutely and to your point about being his best game in some time this was the first time since week two where he didn't turn the ball over himself like right. Five straight games with at least one interception. So to come in this game and have a clean game, at least from Jordan Love at the quarterback position, we know there were some fumbles from some skill guys. But (laughs) for your quarterback to take care of the ball and to generally make the right decisions is something that you want to see. To your point, the ball he underthrew to Watson, that one you want back. Uh, You want back the sack he took at the end of the second quarter going into half where it's like, your, your internal clock should have been telling you here. Got to go,
0: got to go, got to go. Got to yeah.
1: go, got to go, get, yeah. get rid of this one. But like you said, outside of that, it was a good performance from Jordan Love. And it's a lot like the performance from Love that I was looking for him to have throughout the course of this season, right? Mm-hmm. One that is built upon the run game. We finally got to see Aaron Amen. Jones. get over 20 touches this week, 24 touches between the carries. Who'd have and- thunk it? Who would have thought that that could help, you know, <laughs> help your game out? But it And it did. Having that run game there with, with Jones leading the way, with Dylan, helps open things up because now play action, you know, defenses are going for that. They're going to start playing you for the run. It's going to make the passing a lot easier for Love. And that's what we want. We want the offense to be as easy as possible as we can make it for Jordan Love. And when he's put in a position to make decisions, he was making the right decisions on Sunday.
0: He was, and he was, you know, for the most part, I thought he delivered really good balls across the uh, across the way. I mean, you can – and people did on our watch party quibble with the placement on several of the throws, sure, but that's most quarterbacks, you know, in the heat of the battle when you're just trying to get the ball out putting it in spots where your receivers can go make a play. He did that repeatedly. And I was really impressed with some of the side, like stuff outside the numbers. Like there were a couple throws that he has like far side opposite hash. There's one in particular to Dobbs towards the end of the game. That's, that's a big boy throw. And I think it probably gets dismissed or forgotten about because it's not a deep strike to the end zone. It's not a big play. that's going to show up on a highlight reel, but that's a, that's a big time NFL throw, you know? And it's, those are the things that you wanted to see from Jordan over the course of this last month that hopefully maybe you're starting to turn a page and this is the beginning of something he can build on because he can look at this and go, you can look at this tape and go, I can do all of this. And I know I can trust these guys to be there and, you know, catch these passes and make these plays. And this is hopefully a
1: first step. Absolutely. And speaking of guys catching plays, I just have to say it. Musgrave got his first career touchdown. He didn't fall down. He didn't fall. He didn't fall down. Somebody,
0: I think it was Big B, uh, pointed out. He kind of, he did. There was a little slip, but he didn't didn't fall down.
1: (laughs) He slipped, but he didn't fall and got the tutty out of it. He had two passes Mm -hmm. um, that traveled at least 20 yards. So, like, seeing Musgrave get into the action as well, like, it was something where I was like, we're finally starting to see it. And that play design for that tutty, it was was beautifully done. Beautifully done. Jordan sold it well. Musgrave ran it well. It
0: was interesting, too, how uh, Jordan said after the game that that's the play itself. He is able to, if he thinks it's there, like pull the trigger on any one of those passes to the side that look like fakes, like in the end result. But I didn't realize that because I've seen this play before. I know Mm -hmm. uh, the 49ers ran it to Kittle a couple years ago. I think Seattle has run it as well. But it's that thing where I thought those were just clear pump fakes, like this is all part of the design. But apparently – he can pull the trigger if he wants, but I'm glad he he kind of stuck with yeah. the entirety of the play and uh it was great to see musgrave get in the end zone although young man welcome to Green Bay Wisconsin go in the stands man we we've had so little like cause for celebration in Green Bay this season let alone the ability to have our guys like Joe go jump in the stands Romeo Dobbs scored a touchdown last week he couldn't even spike the ball because they were down so much like you got an opportunity to be celebratory with your fan base. Go jump in the stands, man.
1: Lambo leap. I feel like we might have had more opposing teams yes. do Lambo leaps this year than the Packers. Now I that I think about it. Yes,
0: I think you are correct. And it wow. is disgusting. Yeah. It is awful. We gotta, gotta fix that. Gotta fix that next home game. No no question about it. Um flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. I, I know a lot uh, you know is made about the fact that they're going up against a backup quarterback, and I understand that. It is very true. It is a fact. I will also point out that there are certainly backup quarterbacks playing across the league this year because that's what happens at the quarterback position, right? Injuries. So guys who are backups are thrust into starting roles, and they roll. Like, they're able to at least move the ball, put up points, nothing of which the Rams could do yesterday. Um, and one real big bright spot I thought was Isaiah McDuffie. Um, yes. you we're talking a lot about rookies, and for good reason. This team is very – youth oriented but it's not like McDuffie's a v- extremely young player's been around for a couple of years but man for, for a guy who probably only found out he was probably going to play on Friday like where they had gone through the most of their practice week with Walker and then Walker has the groin kind of flare up on him and then to get inserted into the lineup and play as well as he did I was very impressed
1: Packers didn't lose a beat with McDuffie in there, and that's the thing that you you hope to see because we know how important Quay Walker is to this Packers defense. And I know, I know, <laughs> there are fans who call out the fact that he has some mental lapses from yeah. time to from time. time. To time, understood. But he is a tackling machine. He plays very quickly. He is someone that this defense needs at the line blind backer position. So. Yeah. For him to be out, it was kind of like a, whoa, like not only do we have Quay out now in that linebacker spot, but we already knew the secondary condition with Douglas being traded, with Savage and Stokes on IR, Ford out, and then Kenny Clark even went down during this game. So you're already sitting there thinking like, okay, what is our position of strength going (laughs) to be on defense here? And you might have had some questions, but McDuffie was one of those guys who came through As did other young guys on this defense and show up and show up. I believe McDuffie had two tackles for losses throughout the game. Like, there were so many different guys where it was like, I was jotting notes, like, okay, I wanna talk about McDuffie because he (laughs) made flash plays. I wanna talk about Carrington Valentine because he played well. There were just so many names to call out.
0: Another rookie, Wooden had a a tackle for loss on a key third and short. Uh, Carl Brooks had a number of plays. Like, tons of young guys stepping up on defense, man. You love to see it. And absolutely love to see it.
1: Thinking about Carl Brooks, it reminds me something uh, about this defense in this whole Like when we drafted Carl Brooks, the, the knock on him was like, he didn't play against great comp. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if you didn't, then you Use should dominate chance. it. Right. And that's what he did. And again, with this Packers defense, for those who were saying, oh, well, it was against the Rams and their backup quarterback. If that is what you're saying, and they are that bad, then the defense did exactly what you would expect them to do to a bad offense. Exactly. And I have no problem with it and to, in my opinion that's a good sign because it's like you would hate to see them struggle exactly. against the back which quarterback. i got to
0: admit i was expecting right like, when Never they said knew. ripping was gonna start i was like it don't mean much to me <laughs> like i was ready for yeah. it
1: <laughs> and they came up and they did their job they showed out and they showed out the way you're supposed to if you're playing against uh poor competition
0: right 100 um one thing you know was Really noticeable, obviously, was not only the play of Carrington Valentine, but his energy, the way he was, I'm not going to say borderline, like, there was a few, like, all right, dial it back, let's not get a flag, but man, it was great to see him just so thrilled just to be out there making plays, flying to the football, getting really, I mean, up in people's grill, play after play, down after down, Uh, he... I'm not going to say it was a breath of fresh air, but it was so nice to see not only his energy, but the defense kind of feed off of it after every play.
1: Cornerbacks are known for having uh, just an inflated worth of self. Like cornerbacks yeah. <laughs> is a position group right. of guys. who well, think have to, very right? Highly. You yeah. have to. Yeah. They think very highly of themselves. And we saw in the preseason, we saw Valentine flash. And we were like, wow, the Packers might have to find more ways to get him on the field. And then when he got on the field, especially against Denver, he got picked on. And it was kind of like, okay, he's taking some lumps here. And now you're putting him in the starting position. How will he respond? He responded well. He had that right energy. He looked like he fit right in across from Ja on the other side. And Jair looked like Ja money uh, on Sunday as well. So to see Valentine come out playing fast, not overthinking it, making impact plays, it, it was good to see you love to see that progress from him. And that's what the season's about. Again, it's a developmental year. You're looking to see guys get better over time. And after the preseason that he had after taking some lumps throughout this regular season to see him come out and have a strong showing in his first, like, Hey, you're the guy here on the outside today, go do your job. To see him get the assignment, take it to heart and complete it well. It's something positive to lean on. It's something that should be looked at 100%. and saying, like, hey, this is a good takeaway from this game.
0: What did you make of the – I'm not going to say offside penalties, but the, oh, the officiating man. there early that really – I'm not going to say set the tone, but it was so frustrating. Like, it's already been a frustrating season, right? So then to get these offside penalties, which are clearly judgment calls and have not been called in most NFL games that I have ever watched in my 50 years on this planet, to suddenly have this become a thing – in this season against this team, it was hard to hold it together, Camille. I ain't gonna lie; that that was a frustrating moment. <laughs> uh,
1: the Eagles strike again. That's um. Right? I feel it, it's all because of the the tush push of what Philly has going on, the brotherly shove, all of that. So the NFL is trying to. Which,
0: by the way, didn't see much down. difference in how the Eagles lined up last night.
1: That is what I was going Versus to say. I what like, the if Packers you're going did. To call it. Be consistent, because I saw listen and the thing that is so frustrating with it as well because when they first called it they said it was on Yash I believe right
0: Nyman. and that's why. and then I was really going ballistic because on the replay it's so clear he's not anywhere near the neutral zone like he's offset from the line that was that got me going and then they were like no it's Sean Ryan I'm not Sean Ryan no no it's Runyon and I was like oh okay let me go back and look at it but then I went back and looked at it and I'm like it still doesn't look right (laughs) right
1: (laughs) And then they called it a second time on Ryan again, and it's like, initially, I was like, how do you let this happen two times if you've already been corrected in the same game? But afterwards, I did see Ryan say, I didn't know the first one was on me. I heard them yeah. say, Josh, I didn't change right. anything about how I was lining up. Well, and the Knowing fact that, that he's been me, lining
0: up like change. that his entire football life, yeah. not just NFL career, yeah. his entire football life, and never been called.
1: But now because of brotherly shoves, it's oh going to be God. called. And now they have to make an adjustment. That's one thing where it's like, okay, it happened in this game. It sucked. Kind it didn't of cost them a
0: win. So I'll, right. I'll, I'll, but now, I'll settle a little bit.
1: <laughs> hopefully we just don't see it again. Now that we are all aware, Lord, right? let's make the adjustment.
0: Well, what's interesting though, is that, you know, after the second one, you, you see Runyon get benched and Sean Ryan put in there for seven plays, one drive. Ends in a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Sean Ryan looked pretty good. He did. He did not look too bad. He he was road grading on some of those run plays, especially. So I'll be fascinated to see uh, if anything happens there because, I mean, kid played well.
1: Hey, I mean, we've seen over the last couple of weeks that it doesn't seem like the Packers have a fear now of moving around offensive linemen if they're noticing someone's not playing the way that they need to be playing. So maybe – what what he put on tape this past week maybe we do see some more sean coming up um and some other games but who knows
0: you know they're not they're just gonna let him sit there (laughs) i mean it'll be like amari and nixon all over again like they're just like
1: there's this guy
0: who's clearly talented and probably better than the guy who's playing but uh we believe in the guy who's making all the mistakes that's how they roll i don't know why i don't know what it is i don't know if there's something in the water but like that is their mo i i don't know why um I will say towards the end, after Nyman had the back issue, it was good to see Rasheed Walker get back in there and at least hold it together. You know what I mean? Like they didn't have to change very much on offense and they were able to execute at a pretty damn high level. And he didn't seem particularly overwhelmed or much of a problem. So, I mean, that's a boon. Obviously that's the job, right? You have to produce when called upon, but man, we know he's had issues throughout this season and I thought he, you know, for a guy who had been benched and then was called upon. I thought he played pretty well.
1: I would agree nice with that. And there was, I think it was like a screen and he got out and yeah. at, like he just started rolling out. I was like, okay, use athleticism. Yeah, Let's right. go Walker. Like yep. it was good to see him making impact plays and hearing his name for positive things because generally right. in a football game, you know, when you're hearing offensive linemen's names, it's not a good thing. You kind of thing. want to be sight unseen, do your job, <laughs> get the assignment done and, and keep it moving. But, When they actually called out his play and his work, like, hey, look at Walker getting out ahead of the block. Like, you love to see that. And like you said, especially if you're coming off of a benching where it's kind of like, okay, how does this affect this man's mentality? He came in and said, I still got a job to do. Rolled up his sleeves and got it done. And offensive line play has been something that we've been talking about over the last few weeks as part of the problem. There's been many problems. Now it's part of it. And against an Aaron Donald-led Defensive front, they Don, they did all right.
0: I mean, Donald's still a problem. And that was the Always. thing where your point earlier was spot on regarding the run game, right? This was a game they had to run the ball. I mean, if they couldn't get the run going, they were DOA. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where you can't ask your quarterback to go drop back 40, 50 times against that front and against that player and expect to have success. So the fact that they were able to produce on the ground, stay ahead of the sticks for the most part, mm-hmm. that made the offense work. And that meant that the guys up front could fire off the ball rather than continuously be stepping back, trying to hold off an onslaught. I just, it was nice. It was nice to see kind of, and not only that, the run game, you know, working, but complimentary football. Hey, the defense getting stops. Offense scoring points. Now here's my question. Do we dare, do we dare dream for two in a row? Can the Packers go into Pittsburgh and get a win? Uh, I don't think the Steelers team is like gangbusters. I do think they're talented as hell, and I do think they are, have a much better defense than the Rams do. So I don't, I don't, especially playing at home. So I mean, I'm not sitting here saying it's going to happen or anything, but dare we dream?
1: Two in a row for the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. I mean, hey, listen, if you listen to Jair, dream for the next ten is <laughs> right. All right,
0: slow down, John money. All right, well, I'm going. I just want to beat the Steelers. I don't. I don't care about ten in a row. But no, hey, got but, one, got one. But I here mean, we, go. we
1: look at everything on a weekly basis. Right? right. We did our job this past week against the Rams. We went one and zero. Now we set our sights to the Steelers, which is going to be a bigger <laughs> level of competition much tougher here. Test. Yeah, yes. a much tougher oh, no. test than what we just had, but. Hopefully, they can look at the film and build off of some things that they did well here and continue that momentum forward. Like, I think we have a chance to go on to Pittsburgh and win. I don't think it's like completely crazy to think the Packers could win in Pittsburgh. Now, we might not be favored to do so.
0: No, no, they opened as three and a half point underdogs. See from what I saw. But, so.
1: but that's all right you know. because we know it's any given Sunday. It's not a touchdown, so I'll
0: take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Any given Sunday, as long as the Packers show up and if this defense can can continue to build that performance that they had, hopefully, uh, Kenny Clark isn't. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it, out. So- it sounded like it wasn't long term, but we'll see. You never. I mean, I would suspect he probably misses this game, but yeah. who knows? And but look, it, when Clark went out, I thought guys held up pretty well. I don't think I don't think Wyatt and Slayton and those guys like covered themselves in glory or anything, but uh, you know they were able to do the job necessary, and it wasn't like they were blown off the ball continuously there were a few run plays where I think the Rams took advantage of them but for the most part it wasn't like losing Kenny made them fall apart which is a right. good sign
1: that's a great sign and again it's another opportunity for young guys to step up so uh we'll see how that look even uh Lucas Van Ness he had some some good he did pass he was active as well. hell
0: yes he
1: was I'd active like so it. it'll be fun to see him against Pittsburgh in a very difficult place to play even though it's not high stadium anymore I'm still going to call it Heinz. It's well, like, it's like Miller park here.
0: Yeah, no, always, always Miller park, always Heinz field or hell three river stadium back in my day. <laughs> I will say Pittsburgh, if you ever get a chance to go to that stadium to take in a game, I highly recommend it. It is awesome. The whole it setting like right on the rivers. Uh, it's so cool. If you like come from a certain side of the stadium, you, you go and you overlook the stadium and the river behind it and the downtown. It's a really cool setting. Um, Hopefully the Packers can have a better result than the last time they went there in 2017 with that Ooh. horrific hit by T.J. Watt on uh, uh, the backup quarterback, whose name is escaping me at the moment. But
1: That guy right there, T.J. Watt is going Watt. to be uh... I mean, He's a problem. Pa- He's, He's a, problem. a problem, and the Packers have seen a few problems already this season, so it's another Truly. one to add to the list.
0: I mean, hopefully they have a better result than they did against Hutchinson or Crosby and those guys. I mean, they, they need to have a better solution because he can wreck your game real quick. Camille, can't thank you enough for the time. As always, let the people know where they can find you and what you're doing this week.
1: For sure. Catch me every day on the Locked On Bucks podcast. We will have... My Bucks! Yes, your Bucks. We had a new episode today that came out with me and Justin. Just recapping the last week and looking ahead to tonight's battle against the Nets. There will be a post-game show for that as well. Post-game shows all week, uh, so tune in to that. You can also catch me over at Technical File Podcast, T-E-C-K-N-I-C-A-L. A uh, a weekly sports podcast where we take a look at the biggest news from NFL, NFL, nba in the wide world of wrestling um, and recap it so our episode will be recording live tomorrow tuesday at about seven o'clock lambo time so tune in to our youtube to be part of the show otherwise you can catch it when it drops on audio form every wednesday wherever you listen to podcasts
0: and you can do the same here carry the g and mke is available on all your podcast uh regular stops so if you're uh listening later and you want to listen and you don't want to see my ugly mug and camille's a lovely visage but if you want to just listen you can subscribe on any of the regular podcast places camille thank you so much and i'll talk to you next week
1: absolutely take care